Well, how's everybody doing today? Everyone doing all right at all of our campuses? Everyone doing okay? Everyone's still alive? Kids still breathing? Well, my name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here. And as always, we're so excited, thrilled, overjoyed that you've decided to worship with us here today. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I never cease to be amazed by how fast time goes by. Time just goes by fast, right? One year is coming and going right now as we speak. Again, it just seems like it goes by faster and faster and faster. And with this, the other day, my oldest son Hudson said, Dad, is it true that when you get as old as you are, that time goes by even faster? And uh, well, in the moment, I actually didn't respond to him. And I thought about it and I was like, okay, I'm going to respond like a wise person does answer a question with a question, and I said, well, Hudson, what did you mean when you said as old as you are, you know? Again, time, it just keeps going by so fast, and it's amazing to even look back at 10 years ago and see all the things that have completely changed while other things are exactly the same. Like, for example, things that have changed in my own life 10 years ago, Becky and I, we had one kid, and we played double coverage now we have four kids. It's not zone defense. It's called being completely dominated, all right? Also, around 10 years ago, I got my very first cell phone. I was late into the game, and so I got my phone. And what could I do with my phone? I could make phone calls with my phone. That's what I could do with my phone. And now my phone is smarter than I am. I mean, it basically runs my life. It tells me when to wake up. It tells me what I can and should eat if I want to lose a pound. It even reminds me to read my Bible. Like, it's a better Christian than I am somehow. And then with things that are the same 10 years ago, I was bald. And even after 10 years of faithfully praying and petitioning Jesus, I am still bald. Also, another thing, the Cincinnati Bengals still have yet to win a single playoff game. Can we take a moment of silence for that? They're still yet to win a single playoff game, mainly because the Pittsburgh Steelers are a bunch of cheaters, okay? So just to kind of put that out, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, we're glad you're here. We've been praying you would come, wretched sinner yourself, that you would be here, okay? Anyways, though, looking back, it's amazing, again, to see all the things that have completely changed, well, other things are exactly the same. Now, last week, we started up a new series called Chosen. And in this series, we're talking about our identity, asking and answering the question, who are we and why are we here on this earth? Why are we here on this earth? Again, we're simply talking about our identity. And to do so, we're looking at some words by a guy named Peter. And Peter was one of the 12 disciples. He's the one who denied Jesus a few times and then the chicken crowed. And so again, we're looking at some of Peter's words that he wrote in the letter to encourage a group of Christians with. Again, he wrote this letter known as 1 Peter. And over and over again throughout it, the main thing that Peter's doing is he's encouraging them. This group of Christians, he's encouraging them and he's reminding them of their identity. Again, over and over again throughout this letter, he's just reminding them the basics of who they are and also who we are. And so last week we talked about the fact that we are chosen by God, that God picks us, he's not stuck with us, and that we are his, not our own. And so that's what we talked about last week, again, that we're chosen by God. And now continuing on today, I just want to start off by reading the same verse that's at the heart of this series. And this comes from 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 9, this is what Peter says. Peter says, you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Again, Peter says, you are a chosen people. 
You are royal priests. And then our focus for today, Peter says, and you are a holy nation. You are a holy people. And what does holy mean? Holy means to be set apart. Holy means to be dedicated to God. Peter's saying that as followers of Jesus, you are so different. You are so different from the world. You are so different from the person and the people that you used to be. And basically, after you started following Jesus, you are no longer the same. Instead, hear this, you are now changed by God. You are changed by him. I mean, the moment that you start following Jesus, every part of you will begin to change your words, your actions, thoughts, desires, attitude, relationships, your life as a whole. Again, Peter's reminding them, and he's saying, who are you? You are changed. You are holy. You are no longer the same. Instead, God has changed you. He has changed us. We are changed by God. Okay, so this is powerful stuff, right? And it's awesome, and it's fantastic, and it sounds really nice in church, But maybe you're just like, well, Adam, I'm pretty sure that I am not holy, you know. I don't want to argue this, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not holy. I mean, you can talk with my wife. You can talk with my husband. You can talk with my roommate. If no one else, you can talk with one of my seven cats, and they will testify to the fact that I am not holy. And also, I've been following Jesus for a few months now. You know, I'm a new Christian, and I'm getting excited about God, and I've been following Jesus for a few years now. And I've, I've read some of the Bible, and I've been following Jesus for my whole life now. And well, to be honest, honest, Adam, I'm still kind of the same person and I haven't really changed. And so again, this is nice to hear and it's a cute thought that we're changed by God, but I'm a bit skeptical. And so I'm just wondering how does this actually happen? I mean, I want to change and I've tried and I'm giving Jesus a chance, but it just still seems like I'm the same exact person. And so again, if we are holy and we're truly changed by God, I just got to ask, how is this possible? And answer this question today, today I just want to highlight two different truths from Peter's words. Two different truths when it comes to being changed by God. And so number one, the first truth is this. It's about a relationship, not rules. Again, it's about a relationship, not rules. When it comes to being changed by God, when it comes to being made holy, it's about a relationship, not rules. And just listen to this. A chapter before our main verse for today, listen to what Peter says. Peter says, you must be holy in everything you do. Just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. And now I'll just say it for us. That's a little overwhelming, right? We must be holy in everything we we do. And I don't know about you, but when we hear verses like that, and also so often when we think about being a Christian, so often we assume that God just wants us to do all the right things And not do all the wrong things, right? I mean, so often we turn being a Christian into a self-improvement program. We turn being a follower of Jesus into a moral code, into trying to manage sin, into following a bunch of rules. And I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I shouldn't look at this, and I know I shouldn't be here. When once again, it's about a relationship, not rules. I mean, when Peter says, you must be holy because God is holy, what he's saying is, because God is holy... When you're near him and when you're close to him, I mean, just by being with him, you are able to be and you will want to become and you must be holy. Like the more and more we grow in our love for Jesus and our relationship with him 
And the closer and closer we get to him, he will begin to change us in here from the inside out. From the inside out, just by being close to him, just by being with him, he will begin to change us. I mean, have you ever known someone who, when you're with them, they just make you want to be a better person? Ever met someone like that? You just see their their joy and their kindness and their love, and just by the way that they live their life, just by hanging around them internally, it makes you want to change. Again, have you ever had someone like this in your life? You're just close to them, and they just make you want to be a different person. For me this week, I thought about a a bunch of different people, but there was one specific couple that immediately came to mind. You see, growing up, Becky had an older couple in her church. Becky's dad was the pastor. They were out in no man's land, South Dakota, Geddes, South Dakota, and they were in this church, and there was this older couple that weren't ever able to have kids themselves. And so they basically became adopted grandparents to Becky and her sisters, And when I first met Beck, one of the very first things she told me about was Perry and Vi. I mean, one of the very first things she she told me is that she couldn't wait for me to meet Perry and Vi and that I had to meet them. And honestly, when I met them, they were some of the kindest people that I had ever met. And they lived a simple life. Perry worked in the town, the town grain elevator. And yet they were some of the most generous people that, again, I had ever known. And just by spending time with them, They made you want to be more kind and more generous yourself. And they both passed away now, but it's kind of cool. We named our our last son after them. Anderson was their last name, which is an honor to pass on their name when they weren't able to themselves. But I'll never forget it, the way that Vi would talk about Jesus. I mean, she would talk like Jesus was physically in the room to the point that this Yahoo would start looking for Jesus, you know? <laughs> You're like, is he here somewhere? Is Jesus shy? Like, is this a weird game of hide and go seek? Like, where is he? Again, they were amazing people who just by being with them, it changed you. And yet on an infinite level, this is us when we're near and close to God. I mean, God is so good and he's so loving, and he's so right, and he's the source of joy and peace, and he is so holy that just by being with him, just by being near him, just by approaching him, he begins to change us. He begins to change us from the inside out, starting with our heart, not our actions. Again, he changes us from the inside out. And instead of being bitter, we begin to want to extend grace And instead of doing what we want, instead of doing what feels good for the moment, we begin to want to follow Jesus, and we want to listen to his ways, not ours. And instead of being critical and easily offended about everything, and instead of just looking for a reason to have a crappy day, our life is filled with his joy and his peace. And we begin to want more and more and more of him in our lives, and because of it, our lives, they begin to change. I mean, we are holy because God is holy. We are holy not because we're trying to be a better person, but because God changes us from the inside out. Once more, it's about a relationship, not rules. And some of us have heard this over and over and over again, but we still do not get it. I mean, we still believe the lie that following Jesus is about not trying to sin. And so if we're good at following the rules, then we're prideful about it. Ever met someone like that? Maybe it's yourself, you know? 
You're really, really good at crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's. And you're really, really quick to point out the sin in everyone else's life because you're really good at following the rules when you've missed the boat. It's about a relationship, not rules. And if we're not good at following the rules, well, then we suck, right? And we're terrible. We shouldn't be praying. We shouldn't be going to church. I mean, do you know how broken I am? Like, do you know how much sin is in my life? But one more time, it's about a relationship, not rules. And the closer and closer we get to God, and the more we fall in love with him, and the more time we spend with him, the more and more he'll begin to change us from the inside out. And our heart will change, and then our attitude will change, then our words will change, then our actions will change, then our life as a whole will look more and more like his. And if we haven't heard who are we, we are changed by God. We're holy. We're no longer the same. God has changed us from the inside out. So that's the first truth for today. And then here's the second truth, and it's kind of intense, I'll warn you. But how do we change? We need to kill our old self. Again, how do we change? We need to kill our old self. Again, kind of intense, right? But listen to this. Peter says you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. Again, Peter says don't slip back into your old ways of living. But stronger words come from a guy named Paul. And in one of Paul's letters, Paul says this. He says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. Basically, my old self and the person I used to be has been nailed to a cross. Like the person I was before I knew Jesus and the things I used to do, it's been crucified. That person is dead and they are gone. And Paul goes on to say, though, and it's no longer I that live, but it is Christ who lives within me. I mean, basically because of Jesus, I am a new person. I am a new creation. And my old self is dead And I'm not a better person, and I'm not a self-improved person, but so much more because of the cross and because of Jesus, I am a new person, a new creation. I mean, I'm truly changed from the inside out by God. Once more, how do we change? We need to kill our old self. And again, this sounds intense, right? And yet you see what's so wonderful about, about Jesus is as we just said, when we start following him, he doesn't make us better, instead he makes us new. And part of being made new is letting go of and getting rid of our old self, basically killing the person that we used to be. Like starting in my soul, Jesus, if there's lies I'm believing, if there's things I'm holding on to, if there's things in my life that I'm completely okay with, but I know that you're not okay with, Jesus, help me not to be nice with these things, but instead help me to kill them. I mean, instead of being a bitter person, I'm leaving that person behind. And Jesus, help me to be a generous giver of your grace. And instead of being a prideful jerk whose life centers on me, myself, and I, that's the old me, I wanna live my life centered on you. And instead of being a liar, and and a critic, and a gossip, instead of being crude with my words, I only want to use my words to speak life. And instead of finding intimacy in sex with this person, and this person, and this person, instead of finding intimacy in pornography, because I can't get it from my spouse, that's the person I used to be. Jesus, I want to find intimacy with you. And instead of being filled with anger and jealousy, Instead of being a worrier or a drunk, that person is dead. They were killed on a cross. I am a new creation. One more time, who are we? We are changed by God. And how do we change? We need to kill our old self. 
Okay, so now closing things up today, again, when it comes to being changed by God, these are the, the, the two truths for today. It's about a relationship, not rules, and we need to kill our old self. But I just want to make it clear and be up front and say that this will not be easy. It won't be easy. I mean, God is the one who changes us, right, starting on our insides. But we do play a role in being changed. And as we know in any area of life, making changes is not always easy, nor is it fun. And with this, one quick other thing that Peter says is this. When it comes to being holy, Peter says, he says, think clearly and exercise self-control. Again, when it comes to being made holy, Peter says, think clearly and exercise self-control. Now, it's kind of random to share, but for the last couple of months, Beck and I have been trying to eat better lately, and I've been trying to exercise, speaking of exercise, speaking, trying to exercise more myself, and she's been running uh, for, for years, but for the last couple of months, uh, I've been running a mile, and then we'll swing by the house, and I'll grab my Schwinn, and then she'll run a couple more miles as I'm on my bike, which is humbling in just a few ways, okay? <laughs> I am a... Uh, I'm a grown man, all right? And also, I never ever see anybody from Embrace when I'm running, but I see the entire church when I'm on my bike, and oftentimes they'll say, why don't you run with her, Pastor? And I'm like, I will pray for your wretched soul, you know? (laughs) But but I used to run in, in college. I exercised five days a week, but let's say a lot can change on the physical body in 10 or 15 years. Can I get an amen in the house of God? Thank you, Jesus, all right? So anyways, a few times, though, as I've been running lately, I start having these thoughts as I'm, I'm like a half mile in. I start having these thoughts. Are these the warning signs of death? <laughs> as I'm running, I'm like, I don't think I can count to 10 right now. Is that a, I don't, I don't know my first name. Like, that's, I should know my first name, and my legs are kind of numb, and I'm getting clammy. Like, I, am I dying right now? You know, I just have this moment. I mean, basically, this small change... And beginning to exercise a little more has been painful, borderline torture. It has been anything but easy, and yet I'm wanting to make the change. I'm the lightest I've been in years. Thank you, God. And and I just feel better. Again, it's been brutal. It's been, been brutal, and yet I'm so glad that I've been making these changes. And now going back to us and God, being changed by him is not easy either. Again, he's the one who changes our heart, and he's the one who makes us new, not better. But once more, we do play a role in this. I mean, if it's about a relationship, not rules, we need to get ourselves close to Jesus. Like on a regular basis, we need to spend time with God. We need to get into his word. We need to have community in a small group. And even in church, instead of just going through the motions, we need to show up each week and engage in worship. And we just need to talk with him throughout the day. As we're getting ready, as we're, we're going to work, as we're in the office between meetings, we need to speak with him. We need to daily hand our burdens over to him, and we just need to ask him to change us even when it hurts. Again, getting closer to God and growing in our relationship with him so that he can change us is not always easy. Why? Well, you tell me. Because we've got a job, right, and kids, and a lawn that needs to be mowed, and snow's coming, and school, and important stuff like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and life, right? And so there's that. And also, when it comes to killing our old self, hear this. When it comes to killing our old self, our old self will do and try anything to stick around. And I mean anything. And our old friends will try to convince us to not to change. 
They like the person that we used to be. All of a sudden you went to church and I haven't seen you. I want you to be the same person you used to be. And when we try and make changes in our lives and leave our old ways behind, just a heads up, temptation will be all over the place. The moment Satan sees us trying to make a change, he will be all over us. And honestly, there might be parts of our old self that we love. There might be some things we need to give up that we really like and enjoy. I mean, some of the changes we might need to make, we might need to take a step back from some of the people in our lives. Not because we're better, but we just need to get healthy. There might be some situations and places that we cannot go anymore. Why? Because we so badly want to be made new. Not because it's a rule, because it's like I'm desperate to be changed. There might be some changes that hurt and some things that we need to get rid of that are truly painful to get rid of. Again, though, Peter tells us, think clearly and exercise self-control. And this isn't always easy. And yet hear this, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. A life spent with Jesus, a life spent following Jesus is so much better than any life we'll ever find on our own. Following him, it may not be easy, but no matter what we face, he fills us with his joy. No matter what storm we're walking through, God, he fills us and he offers us his peace. And when we're broken, he makes us whole. And when we screw up and we fall down, he picks us up and he doesn't beat us over the head. Instead, he cleans us off. And again, he doesn't make us better. Instead, he makes us new. And in Jesus, our identity and who we are is constant. It's forever the same. I mean, who are we? We are chosen and we are changed by God. Like the person we used to be is no longer. They've been crucified. They've been nailed to a cross. They're dead and and they're gone. Instead, we are a new creation. Again, who are we? We're chosen and changed by God the one who set the stars in place, the one who created you, created me, the one who spoke the heavens and earth into being. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, Heavenly Father, we come before you today just desperate for you. And I I gotta believe I'm not the only one who longs to be changed. Sometimes I I see my attitude, the things I'm doing, and I'm, I'm just like, God, I'm so grateful that you promised to complete a work in us. Jesus, today, maybe some of us are putting ourselves before you for the very first time, and we're just, we're just unsure, and we're, we're maybe even scared, but it's just like, God, here's my life. Take it and change it. I, I want to f- be fully changed by you. I don't want to live two different lives and be miserable in both. Instead, God, today and every day, I surrender my whole life before you, and I ask that you change me from the inside out. Remind me daily, minute to minute if needed, that it's about a relationship, not rules. God, give me the courage and strength and self-control to kill my old self. We're so grateful you don't make us better, God. Instead, you make us new. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.